Hey everybody, this is Fiorella Nira, uh, the Planner and Training Podcast. I'm here with a new episode. Just to let you know, this episode with Jen did get recorded before the pandemic and everything happened with um, COVID-19, so please do keep that in mind. However, I do think that workflows can make your life so much easier, and this is a perfect time to work on them. As always, please visit plannerandtraining.com. We have lots of new things on there for you. And enjoy, enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Planner and Training Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. It is March. We're almost to April, and that means that wedding season is right around the corner. Yikes. I am here today with Jen Taylor. She's the owner of Taylor Events Group, and I am super excited because she's going to be talking about one of the topics that I love most that are very dear to my heart that runs my life day and night and even in my personal and business life. And we are going to be talking about workflows. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, it's truly a pleasure. So do they, do people say Jen or Jennifer? Either one, but Jen is usually what I've been going by lately. Jen, so. okay. <laughs> Sometimes I just go by the email, you know, the email name. That, like yep. maybe oh, I yeah. should just not give them a pet name before they tell me what I should call them. <laughs> so always good. Oh my gosh, yes, it's definitely a dilemma for myself. So tell me a little bit about you. Tell the listeners what you do, where you're located. Well, I'm lo- located um, outside of Seattle, Washington, about. I don't know, 30 miles north. Um, I've been a Seattle, pretty much a Seattle native. Uh, family's been here. Tra- I've traveled around with my family with uh, my dad being in the Air Force, but Washington's always been home. So um, I started Tailored Events 15 years ago um, and has many radiations of Tailored Events. And now uh, my consulting business, Jen Taylor Consulting, is focusing on helping um, planners and creatives of all types uh, help discover their freedom through workflow, you know, being able to have a life outside of your business. That's amazing. And workflows do wonders, don't they? Mm-hmm. What, how did you get started in the industry? Um, I'll be, I'll be one of the, one of the people that says I got engaged at my, one of my friend's weddings and I went back and helped her with hers. I was in a completely different industry altogether. And um, at the end of it, um, I got engaged at her wedding. I became a I became a bride and went through the process of planning with a planner. And during the process, the planner's like, wow, you'd be really good. And and I was, you know, just like, oh, this would be fun. And not necessarily not necessarily the the creative side of it, but the you know, logistics side, which is what I've been doing most of my career outside of wedding planning. And so after I was done, I met with her and I said, Hey, you know, this is, you know, websites are just coming out. And this is back in 2000, you know, for 2005. And, and I said, I, you know, you need to update your website, you need to do this, can I mentor with you? And she's like, Nope, here's the name of your company. Go just re- advice is don't quit your day job, basically, which I wasn't planning on. I'm like, great, this will be a good side hustle. Before side hustles were a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I went to work one day and we were going to be sold. So I knew uh, I wasn't going to be moving to the the new headquarters and the new headquarters probably wasn't going to be having me. So I took that as the opportunity or the window that opens when the door closes to start tailored events. And, um, and that's how it got started. Wow. What a unique start. 
Wow, that's incredible. Tell me a little bit about your business now. So the business now is something that I've always loved to do. I'm, you know, I thought I was going to be a teacher, you know, going to college. I'm like, oh, I'll be a teacher. I don't want to deal with that. But I love teaching. I come from a family of people who love to impart knowledge to other people through education. And so um, I've... I've spoken at NACE. I've spoken at the special event, sh- uh, the, yeah, special event show, and it's all about making the connections. And so this gave me the opportunity to have the consulting side to be able to meet with clients, meet with new um, wedding industry people to help them start their business off on the right foot and make it fun and easy and something that they can go yes and not be to a point of five years down the road saying I have no clue what I'm doing. And my, I'm a mess, I'm stressed out, and I don't know where to go. So that's, you know, that's what it is. I love helping people take, you know, design their life around their business and not the other way around. Incredible. I love it. And I love the topic that we're going to be talking about today, which is freedom with workflows. And we're going to be talking about workflows and systems as well. But (laughs) Right before we get started, tell me, have you always been into workflows and systems? Yes, because um, what I've done in the past was I was a material manager. So I made sure that um, material for web for uh, cell sites got from the warehouse to the uh, cell site on a timely fashion. So that is a workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, planning is a workflow. So it's really, it's a state of how you do your business. And most, you know, most people get into the wedding industry because they just love weddings and they love the creative side and they love all of that. Well, there's a whole business side that you have to worry about. And that workflow will be able to help you have more time in that creative space. I agree. 100%. So let's get started, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Why, why do you think workflows and systems are so important to businesses out here or out there? for anywhere. It's really about creating that, you know, you, you come into your office on a Monday after a long break, which is today, Mm -hmm. you can then go and say, okay, this is what I need to do today. It's also the first part of the, it's the first quarter. It's the first month of the first quarter. What do you need to do during that? You know, is there something that you need to do? Is there something that you need to do monthly? And at the end of the year, so last, you know, December 31st, a week ago, you're like, okay, what do I need to do to clean up 2019? Those are all separate workflows. And you come in, coming, you come into your office and go, okay, I know what I need to do. It's the first of the month or it's the first Monday of the month. And these are all the things that I need to do to get done today. Then I have time to be, you know, working on your, you know, you're working on your business. You're not fighting fires, you're not doing any of that you have, you're like, okay, it's Monday, I check in with all my clients, or it's Friday, I do all of my content creation on Fridays, whatever your flow is, is what's going to make it work for you. But that's what a workflow is, is really just coming in going, okay, I know what I'm doing every week, really every day, every week, every month, every quarter, and at every year. I agree completely. What do you what do you think your experience has been with growth and using systems in in regards to, you know, 
seeing other businesses or even your business yourself as you grew, what was your experience with your workflows and systems? I knew when I grew my company to five planners, so myself and four other planners, we needed to have that workflow in there. I needed to have my, as I'll say, poop in a group to make sure that I could train them and onboard them in a seamless fashion so that they would have the workflows and they would know how to do what they needed to do for my business. So creating those workflows before you hire is going to make your life much easier to show your new employees how to do business for you and then also letting them go. So you can grow immensely if you have everything done in place beforehand and you're not scrambling trying to create these when you, you know, after you hire them. Mm -hmm. I think you hit a really good topic, which is growing your business means you're probably going to be growing your team. So mm -hmm. with that comes onboarding. What are some tips with, with systems and onboarding a team? Um, not only onboarding, but also training. Do you have any, any systems or steps that are not to be missed? Really, the first step is you write down your entire workflow system and your process before you even think about hiring somebody. Um, yes. You know, and that includes a job description that includes, um, you know, how you're going to onboard them. What's their, you know, what's their role? What's your role in training them? Do you have the time or are you just going to be fly by the seat of your pants coming in, training them for two minutes and then have to go fight a fire? No, you really have to plan that coming in, growing your business and turn, you know, going back to that first question, that last question of growing your business without a team systems will help that because you're going to have more time to go do other things, whether it's automation, whether it's a, you know, you've streamlined it so well that, you know, you can just, you know, Monday morning do this and then you go off and network, you go off and um, meet with new venues, you go out and you know, meet with possible new clients, you have much more, you have so much more time in your business that you're not, um, because of your systems and your, and your workflow, that you can let that, you know, be, be automated, and go do your business. And then growing your team is really the extension of you've gotten to a point of, you've done all the networking, you've done all the growth of, you know, meeting venues, all of that. Now you can say, okay, I am, I'm ready to bring on an assistant planner or a senior planner or a, you know, a photographer, you know, whatever you are, you're going to say, I can bring on a second person and then eventually a third person. So that's kind of where your systems and workflows one help with creating the abundance mm -hmm. of, you know, clients coming in, but also the freedom because the freedom is you're going to be able to not be sitting at your desk 24 seven. Mm-hmm pounding out timelines or you know set up documents or working on you know seating charts or diagrams you're going to be able to go okay this is all i've done today's that day for for that i've done it i can now do something else or you've brought somebody on to do that for you are there some are there there's some of those steps that you consider that we should consider automating that our listeners should consider automating from where they're at? Yes. First thing is automate the way they contact you. Always mm -hmm. have your email address on your website, no matter what, because some people don't want to use those forms. Yes. But use those forms. You make, you know, use something like um, 
Honey Book or Aisle Planner or 17 Hats or DeSabo or any of those things to to create that workflow for you. And then, you know, then, you know, it takes time. I've got a I've got a um, an acquaintance who's working on my website and he's changing over to DeSabo right now. And I told him, I said, well, you're going to really have, you know, you're really going to spend some good chunk of time working on that. And I was talking to him about, you know, our project and he was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe I said, yep. But once it's done, it's done and you can automate it from there. Also automate the time, how they can one, reach out to you and two, how they can schedule an appointment with you. So instead of emailing back and forth a bunch of times, you've already created a system to, to, and a workflow in your, in your business that says, I meet with potential clients on Tuesday mornings and Thursday afternoons or, and Saturdays if they need a Saturday. So you've already set up a calendar in Calendly or in Time Trade or in Acuity, uh, scheduling whatever it is that you're, you've already automated that. So you, you know, okay, Thursday afternoon, you know, Thursday afternoon from, from two to seven, I can meet with potential clients. And so there's a link, you know, you've already automated them contacting you. There's an automation email that goes out says, great, so happy to meet you. Here's my brochure. Here's my, excuse me. And here's my link to schedule an appointment with me. Hmm. So then they can, they can click that link and all of a sudden they're going to see, oh, she's available Tuesday mornings, Thursday afternoons and Saturdays from like 10 to two, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, Oh, that works. And they click it. And all of a sudden you have an appointment and it's set. I love it. I love getting those appointments. I, you know, I do exactly what you do. We've had that system for a while now for a few years. And I just love it because I, I see the inquiry coming in. And then a few minutes later, I'm like, Oh, they booked an inquiry call. Yeah. Right. And it, whether it's a call or whether it's a meeting, a face-to-face meeting, yeah. and then you can t- continue that workflow all the way through to, you know, they book with you, your contract's already there, their payment options already there. So mm-hmm. once they sign, they can set up the payment, you know, you've already said, hey, here's the payment structure, they say yes, you're going to get paid instantaneously, and then hopefully have it automated. So you don't have to bug them every month saying, I need to get paid. You can just say, oh, it's the first of the month. I'm, so that's one of my workflows. No matter what, I all my con, all my contracts, every payment's due the first of the month. So I know, come January first, February, on and on and on, I'm gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. Love it. What What do you think um, with with also automating? comes Mm -hmm. outsourcing because that was Mm -hmm. one of the things uh, a few I think it was three or four years ago when we first started using all those automation stuff um, one of the things was that I got myself an assistant and they took care of all of my inquiries and responded and created they just created the workflow for that inquiry itself because there's still a couple of back-end things you have Mm -hmm. to do right so why and when should business owners consider outsourcing and and Give us a little bit more insight into what outsourcing is and what the steps would be to get, I guess, less work on us. Yes. Um, So outsourcing is when you hire a contractor um, who is um, skilled in the area you need. So um, they, they are their own business. You're not, they're not an employee. They have their own business. They have, they pay their own taxes, all of that. 
but they and they could be working for multiple businesses. You are just one of them. Virtual assistants, bookkeepers, um, web um, uh, webmasters, things like that. Those are all outsourcing things. The first thing you should think about is, do I like doing this task? Number one, I hate bookkeeping. I hate it. I hate looking at my number. I hate it. So that's the first thing I outsource. It doesn't have to be a vir- it doesn't have to be a virtual assistant to be outsourced. Mm-hmm. You can outsource your bookkeeping. You can. The next thing I'm like, I don't want to deal with making sure my website's up to date or making sure it's not going to get bombarded with you know malware or whatever. It so guess what? The second thing I update you know I outsource was somebody to to do that for me. Like I'm paying you whatever to make sure every month my websites are secure. And they're all there, all the updates are done, whatever it is. When it comes to assistant, that's when you're, you know, I never, I guess I did kind of, um, you know, whether, you know, and then your social media, that can be outsourced. You could have somebody do that. You could, you know, and, or a VA can do that. Those are things that you look at and say, okay, what do I need to, what do I, what don't I like to do? And what can I have somebody else do for me? And is there a bundle of things a virtual assistant can do, whether that's scheduling social media, whether that's making your schedule set up um, and it's and it's going correctly, whether that's um, doing all the back end stuff that you don't like to do. Like, I don't mind. I totally love doing the back end stuff like on my you know, I get a client. They sign their contract. It comes to me. I'm set. I have in my own head. I'm like, I know. I mean, I have a procedure. I have a procedure manual just in case I get hit by a bus or I want to outsource it to somebody to do. Here's what I do when I get when I'm onboarding a client. And one of them is, okay, create their Dropbox, create their aisle planner, create their, um, I still, this is how old school I am. I still have a binder and I like Mm -hmm. it. So create their binder, put them in QuickBooks. Those are the things that, you know, I don't mind doing because it's super quick and easy for me to do. And I'm just sitting there watching TV and I can go boom, 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 boom. Okay, I'm done. They're ready to go create that first appointment, whatever it is. So you look at your business. What are you good at? You keep all that stuff. What's your what's your zone of genius? What's your you know, what what are those things? And then the things that are like, you know, I can do. I'm okay at them. Those are the things you kind of want to look at outsourcing. You're like, eh, the things that you suck at, you definitely want to outsource. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at your yourself and say, okay, what, what don't I want to do? And then how to find them is ask in, in Facebook groups that you belong to within, within your area. Go to, um, I was a big proponent still am of uh, business networking international BNI, um, you know, look at their website, see if there's somebody in your area that's a bookkeeper. But most of the time you're going to go reach out to your friends that you know, Hey, who are you using for a bookkeeper? Who are you using for, you know, even for your, I mean, you're not going to outsource your insurance, but get your insurance. Hey, who has a great insurance person? Use your networking opportunities to find those people for you. I love that. So is there a difference between, I I guess to you, is there a difference between outsourcing and delegation? Well, delegations within yourself, 
or within mm-hmm. your own team. Okay. You're going to delegate something to a team member. Outsourcing is you're not delegating. You are. It's, 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 a, it's at that point it becomes a technicality. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's not, you know, you can delegate it to somebody, but mostly time the delegation is within your own company. So you may delegate if you have an assistant, like I'm, I don't have an assistant at this point, um, you know, somebody to, to help, but I'm going to be gone and I've got a bunch of RSVP is going to be coming in while I'm on vacation. So I'm going, okay, I need to find somebody to one, go get my mail and two track all the RSVPs. So I'm delegating it to somebody, whether that's an a, a, an assistant or a VA or somebody I hire to come look at my house and watch my house. You know, that's a, you're mm-hmm. still delegating, but it could be an outsource as well. So can I can I get into a little bit? I my, our listeners really love to get into the nitty gritty stuff, especially when it comes to our speakers and our our guests. So can I get in a little bit into the nitty gritty of your business and, and sure. see, so give, to give them, um, more insight, I guess, and, mm-hmm. um, something to compare to, right? Yep. Tell me a little bit about your business. What, how, what does your team look like right now? My team is nobody. It is me. Okay. So, um, in 2017, we were at our peak, um, and we had, I, you know, myself and four other planners, we had um, venues as um, clients. So if a client, if a, if a couple had gone to a certain venues and chose a package, we would be part of that package. Um, And then just by, you know, things that have gone, you know, just life happens and they've moved, they have had kids, they, you know, whatever it is, the team just became slowly smaller And then it was just me. And I'm like, you know what? I am, I'll say I am at that point, I was 46 years old. And I'm like, do I really want to do this right now? Mm -hmm. And then my own life circumstances changed dramatically. And so the rest of 2018 and 2019, I'm trying to get my life back together um, as a new widowed person. So you know, you're like, okay, what, where am I going? What am I doing? Do I still want to do weddings? And it comes back going, yes, I still want to do weddings, but I still want, I want to get out there and, and help people create the same thing I had where you have a team of people and they are your best versions of you four times. And that's, that's why I started, you know, Jen Taylor consulting is because I want to provide to other planners going, here's the, here's the blueprint Mm -hmm. of what I did. Let me help you create that. I still do weddings. I've got a wedding, um, here in the, um, in Washington and the San Juan islands, which is, you know, not too, is far enough, but not too far, Mm -hmm. but that's what I want to do. I want to focus on small, Let's not, this one won't be small, but destination <laughs> weddings. I'm like, you're going to have to make it smaller because we're not going to fit everybody in that church. <laughs> um, I want to work on destination weddings throughout the Pacific Northwest and Maui. And that's my, that is my jam on the planning side. And do I need a team of planners to do that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But that is how I, I, I want to impart how I grew and grew my company to a a point where, you know, I, you know, 
people were very upset that I, I left. Um, and people are very excited that I'm back. Um, which is great. And, but still your systems have to be impeccable to your be systems a, a have to be per, no one person what. show. Whether um, you're one or whether you're 20. Yes. Your systems are there to help you be, here's why it's going to become the best version of you. Your systems will be able to make you as a planner to your clients become the best version of, they're going to have the best experience with you if you have your systems in place and your processes in place and your workflows in place. And you're not going, oh my God, where's everything? What's this? What's going on? I forgot I had this meeting. I forgot I, you know, whatever it is, your workflow and your systems, Mm -hmm. if those are in place and those are rocking, you're going to come in and they're going to go, wow, she's got her She's got her crap together and she is, she is, she means business. Yeah. And you can even, I sometimes will give uh, a little sneak peek of my workflow to those potential clients during oh, an yeah. inquiry call or during an inquiry meeting face to face just to show them how yes. much work goes into their wedding and behind yeah. the scenes. And then I tell them, and this is what we do for every single client. And they're like, oh my God. We didn't even know we had to worry about that. We yep. didn't even know we needed that. That helps us so much more. So it, but then you have to flip it to the, you know, what I call behind the curtain where yep. you're doing your finances. I talk about our finances a lot, your finances. And then you're talking about, uh, marketing and your branding because you, ha- you have blogs and all these things to do. There is workflows to everything. That is correct. And so, yeah. So, yes, that is very true. Your workflow is not just onboarding. Your workflow starts from, um, your, as you said, your finances, your marketing, your social media, your, um, onboarding, your, your offboarding. How are you going to offboard them? Um, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you network? How do you, um, Oh, you know, I've got a whole section on just all of those things of what you need to think of um, when you're um, when you're running a business. Mm -hmm. Like I always say, the the to do lists are endless and there's always something to do just because every workflow runs parallel and they're different. They they run a different part of the business. Yep. What kind of workflow are you working right now? Because we're in January and I think I know what the answer is going to be, but um, tell us a little bit of what workflows you are currently working on right now. For me, um, I am working on my workflows of updating my websites and um, getting my content, my content calendar plan, you know, planner in shape, Um, really going through and looking at, you know, and then when you have multiple businesses, you've got to look at each one and go, okay, this website, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm in the process of working on that. Um, I just closed out 2019. And what does that mean for my own workflow is I archive all of 2019's emails. I onto a onto a external drive, I, you know, look at my, you know, look at the weddings, what pictures do I want to put out there? Um, what, um, what do I want to take these weddings and make them, you know, and have them published? If so, what does that look like? So those are the things that I'm working on is really closing out 2019 and looking at 2020 going, okay, this is, this is what I want. This is what I need. Working on your goals, working on your, your goals for, I mean, for me, I, I like doing just the first half. I mean, I have an overall goal for 2020, but 
you want to kind of look at the first half and say, okay, this is, you know, I've got six months, what I want to get done in six months. Mm-hmm. And what does your support system look like right, right, right now? I know you said you don't have any planners with you, but mm-hmm. what do you currently outsource? I outsource my bookkeeping. Why? Okay. <laughs> because I hate it. Um. <laughs> so what does that look like? Do you give them the receipts and they balance it out for you? Oh, no. Um, they don't get my receipts. I mean, they, they have access to um, my credit card statements, mm-hmm. um, all of that. And so they just download it into QuickBooks. They look at it. I get an email. Um, well, I get an email. I probably got it. I don't know if she already sent it or not. She might have sent it last week saying, was there anything weird in December that you did? You know, because, you know, like, is there any weird transactions? I've had some, I, in 2018 was a year of really weird transactions. So, Mm -hmm. but they ask that every time. So I'm like, nope, nothing, nothing weird. We're good. Um, go forth. And, um, and then I'll get an email probably the middle of the month going, Hey, here's, you know, anything we don't, we don't know what to categorize it or whatever. So then I, I send them that back and then, and then we're done look at my numbers, great, bad, whatever, you know, and then, um, and then, you know, for taxes and, and you know, the whole thing with, uh, your, you know, your contract, you know, the W, not the W2s, W4, yeah, as you can tell, I can yeah. not, um, <laughs> she'll send that <laughs> they out. take I, care of that. It's the best. <laughs> they take care of all of that. They just come back and say, okay, we need addresses for this and this and this, and we're good there. And so it's really, you know, that's, um, and outsource. And then I outsource right now. I outsource a lot of my social media for uh, Jen Taylor Consulting. Um, just because at the time I wanted to, I want to grow this part of the, of my business. And when I hired them, I didn't have the brain function to actually think about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's something I like to do, but there's more details to it that I didn't, I just couldn't put my brain around it. So, um, I outsource that. Um, what does that look like when you outsource that? Do you guys have monthly meetings? Yes, we have monthly meetings, um, working on, you know, like coming up, um, we're going to have a new online course. So, Mm -hmm. um, they're putting that together for me. I've, I outsource my, um, my, uh, graphic. Mm -hmm. So she just came up, uh, she just sent me the workbook of what the workbook looks like. And, um, and then I outsource the uh, parts of, you know, the webmaster stuff. I, you know, I'll look at photos. I'll look at, you know, things like that. And then have somebody update the websites um, and make sure that they're running well and that they're not being bombarded by a bunch of malicious people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I outsource right now. Um, and things change, you know, so I may out, I may not outsource social media going forward. I may want to, I may have them do both businesses, you know, so you just have to look and say, okay, what do I, you know, what do I have the finances for? What do I don't want to do? And then from there, you you find people that you, that you trust. Yeah. And it, it all starts by writing things down. Yes. Yes. And you have to write, I mean, people's like, I want to hire a VA, but I don't know what to do. Well, yeah, because you haven't written it down. You just say you Mm -hmm. want to hire a VA. You need to say, I want, this is what my business, this is what I do in my business. Take a week, write, take a sheet of paper and write down what you're doing every, Yeah. what tasks you're doing every day and go, okay, this is what I'm doing. I've got, um, 
you know, there's a, you know, you, you have your business tasks, write all those down and say, okay, what don't I like to do? And that's what, you know, taking your, taking a week and just writing down every minutia task that you do mm-hmm. and say, do I like it As or not? As they come too. I, they and, come, yeah. and I tell my, I always tell my clients when they're packing for, a lot of my clients come into town for the weddings. So they're like, I tell them, okay, you need to make a packing list and you started mm-hmm. a month before. And yeah. when you use that hair clip that you're probably not going to write down, write down the freaking hair clip so you have it on a list when yeah. you're packing. And as you go through your week, you're going to realize these little things that you use that are essential for you that you probably wouldn't write down. And so the same goes for writing your to-dos and what you actually go through every day. And mm-hmm. you have to write down, oh, that's right. I check in on this because of this reason. Yeah. So if it's a simple login to read something, do you want to do it? Can you do it properly? Do you have the brain power to actually read through things thoroughly? Or is that something that you're going to give to somebody else yeah. who knows grammar and all those things? Yeah. Copywriter is another way to yeah. get you know, to hire somebody. and. I'll probably hire somebody just to read through the copy and make any changes that need need to happen because somehow I miss grammar in uh, in elementary school. So um, oh, English <laughs> is my second language, so yes. I miss grammar all the time. Yeah, I have I one friend that is so sweet, and she just like texts me and she's like, "Okay, we're gonna go through this page," and I'm like, "Cool, let's get on a call. Yeah. Tell me all the things I did wrong." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Moving around, being an Air Force brat, I don't know how I missed it, but I think I missed grammar. <laughs> I tried. I've tried. So, um, but yeah, you just go through and see, you know, just talk, look at your website, look at how you social media, look at, you know, whatever, and just start thinking about those things. Yes, it it is something that you guys have to start on your own. And then um, is it something that, Jen, you can help them as well? Oh, totally. Okay. I am, um, if you're a new business owner, um, I've got a course starting in February about how to start your business. And if that's something you're like, you know, I might just have to take it just as a refresher, mm-hmm. then, you know, go to my Instagram and you'll start seeing that. Um, and then in the future, I was hoping to start it in February, but it might not happen till till May is real is getting into the nitty gritty of how to write your processes and procedures. If you want to start that sooner, you just reach out to me and let me know because we can start it now. And Beautiful. And just start working through your workflow first, what systems you use second, and then once you combine the two, that becomes your processes and procedure book. Beautiful. Before we end the podcast, we have two new questions that we add at the end, and I'm going to ask them right now. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Tell me about your first or one of your first weddings and events and what you learned from it. Oh God. Um, okay. (laughs) My first wedding was, um, okay. So this is a good lesson. So my first, so I got an, I got an inquiry and I went to where we were going to meet and the client forgot potential client forgot. So I called and she's like, Oh my God, I totally forgot. Didn't get on the calendar, whatever. So they quickly got dressed and all that and came up. So the, you know, so that is don't, unless they're like going to be hours late, do not leave a potential, um, you know, reach out to them and, you know, make sure um, that you can, you can still meet with them. Um, and then also at that same wedding, um, 
the guests actually kicked somebody off. It was on a, it was a cruise on new year's Eve and watch the fireworks. And somebody, I mean, God, it was like a mutiny. Um, somebody actually, um, took a cupcake off the cupcake stand. This is when cupcakes were big. So this is like 2005. Um, somebody took a cupcake and they, I think that uh, the rumor was that they kicked him off the boat before we left. Um, and then the same wedding, the bus hit the awning of the oh hotel. My God. Um, and it had the, the bus had the mother of the bride and the, and oh the, rights. No. Uh, and nothing happened. It was just, yeah. it was just like, it just clipped it. And they, and so it was the bride's mom and the bride's son. And the bride's mom's like, well, you wouldn't leave without the bride's son. I'm like, I wouldn't leave without you either. So get on the boat and we're going to go. So, you know, just always just, yeah, that was, and that was my first wedding. Uh, I'll never, I'll probably never do another New Year's Eve wedding again, but um, it was good. And don't ever leave a consult unless you, unless like you have another meeting to go to because you never know if they're, you know, they're going to feel bad and they're going to sign with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. So question number two. Is there a piece of advice or encouragement you want to give our listeners in regards to systems and workflows? So the thing I want you is I want your listeners to keep in mind is it's a pro it is, it is a pain in the ass to do. I mean, you're going to write down all the things you do for a week and you might even be doing it every, you know, I want you to maybe write that down every, every month. Mm-hmm. What are you doing every month? What are you doing every quarter? What do you do every year? Write all those things down because that's going to help you say one, I'm going to outsource this crap or two. Okay. This is what, this is, this is how I work. This is how I work. This is how I put your name here work. And this is how I want to be um, perceived in the industry. If you are scattered and everything's everywhere and you're, you're going to be perceived that way. If you come in and you're set and this is how I do business, this is, you know, this is my expectations of you as a client and you should expect from me all those things. Then the industry is going to look at you go, wow, she's got her poop in a group and she's ready to go. Um, so really take the time to sit down and write down what you do and then how to make it a process, a workflow. And then at the end of the day, that becomes your, you know, you then now have freedom of being able to take a vacation, being Mm -hmm. able to, you know, take a weekend off three, you know, four days, whatever it is, those things, you know, be able to get more clients because you've now freed up space yeah you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off you've that system and that workflow to say oh i'm you know i'm done by you know that four hour work you know work week whatever that book is you can say wow i'm i'm done for today i'm done by 10 o'clock i can go go to the gym i I completely agree things like that so this is where the abundance and freedom come in is you taking the time to really sit down and figure out what you do how you can do it better, what you can outsource, and what can you automate. Beautiful. Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. You You are the real deal and a wealth of knowledge. So I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being on the podcast with you and your listeners. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening. Be sure to visit us at plannerandtraining.com and see what we have there for you. And I will see you in a couple weeks.